What's going on, world? Your man, Mr. Mac. And I'm Crystal Levan. This is the Eminem and M Show, a.k.a. the... Okay. Show coming to you live and direct with a homeboy that we both had for quite some time. Cooler than the other side of the pillow. Biracial bombshell. <laughs> I, I don't even know if bombshell fits for guys, but I was pressed. I'm trying to get this movie out. <laughs> Because the topic That's is like, red um, hot. Halle Berry's a biracial bombshell. Or, you know who's a biracial, biracial bomber right now? My, and if you're out there, if you watch this show, my homegirl Autumn from P Valley, what up? Oh, you know, yes, P Valley. That's my biracial bombshell. Salute, to the, white gr- salute to the white girl whisperer who has come through to grace us with his presence. Homeboy, could you please state your name so people know I'm not lying? My name is Casey Game McCalla. That's my government. Uh, if you, if you, partake in journalism you probably know me by that name if you a rap fan and you might have been up at three in the morning around 2001 to 2006 you might know me as mighty casey author of white girls which is featured in uh, uh wayne's brothers movie white chicks you know what i'm saying done a little yeah. here and there you know a little other song still nothing big like white girls but me and mech was hitting we was hitting oh yeah yeah, yeah. We, we did we did business we did business we we, yep, yep, we, yep. we made waves um yep. i I'm, I'm sad to say we didn't make waves like on the biracial tip or on the racial tip, we definitely did make waves. You was like, pushing me to you. You were actually doing the right thing, and I was thinking, "Yo, the music will get me by like a dickhead." I tried. I tried. You did try. You did try. <laughs> I, 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 I tried. I, I was, you did try. You tried very hard. You, you, you so let me get trying. I'm not, I'm not so let me get this straight. So you were suggesting that he use his actual race yeah. and mixed racial reality to make it in this world. Well, That's not kind of relevant to somebody like that, that and be more personality based in terms of yeah. the PR than just music based, which is the reason direction I, we went. And it did all right. Yeah. Obviously, not no, nothing viral like white girls or other thing I've done before. Well, the reason I said it like that is is because of what we're kind of about to bring up. I was like, let me get this right. Oh, we're discussing your actual biracialness. Yes. No, in order to get ahead in life. And we discuss a woman who challenged my biracialness, and you'll see what happens to people who challenge my biracialness. They go, so, or who pretend to be biracial themselves, or yeah. whatever. Well, yeah, that her her running around Ooh. challenging people actually called a lot of people. She she pulled that thread that unraveled her entire racial sweater. As, oh, as, as you could say. Um, Glass houses should not throw stones. So if you are a non-white person, don't go at people for being half black. That's just so simple. Like, but see, and okay, let let's 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 pull this back a little bit. We're yeah. talking about uh, Jessica Krug, K R U G. She was recent recently outed as out, a professor. She outed herself before it could get to right. Yeah, before. She she told on herself and let everybody know that she was actually. A very white woman, a Jewish woman who was masquerading as an as a right, and who was upper, who was masquerading her entire career as a Afro Latina, as an Afro Latina woman. And when I say her entire career, her entire stint as a professor, she led people to believe that she was Afro Latina in no part of life. Right, and not just led them to believe, but like verbatim. Like in every sentence, one hundred percent. She said, "Like one hundred She said, "My, I'm black and brown sisters and siblings." Yeah. Say that. Say that again, Casey. Siblings. I would have bought it if she was like, "I'm a quarter Puerto Rican. My grandfather's Puerto Rican." I'm like, "All right, you know, I'm gonna let you rock." But she tried to say one hundred percent. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. I'm fifty percent. You know what I'm saying? And I look black. You know what I'm saying? So what are you if you don't? You're not half. And there are people that don't look much like whatever race they they are. 
Like, I mean, my whole life I've been hoping I'm something more than I am. Like, okay. I've, been, I've been hoping that I've got a drop. <laughs> As a biracial, I, like, honestly, I've been mistaken for Dominican. I've been mistaken for Arab. So I could see that I've been mistaken just for light-skinned black. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Never white, but, you know, everything else. And in reality, I mean, if we go back, aren't we all, like, sort of um, descendants of, if you will, the, the original? Right, well, well, so, we're, so we're all DNA connected, but the reality is your your struggle in this life, your your experience in this world, in this city, in this you know, I mean that's really what counts. Mecca always brings up. He said if the cake if the KKK would have a problem with you, yeah, right. She she yeah, could man. really operate within the KKK if she had wanted to. <laughs> she 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 could be head of a clan herself if she really right. like. Well, well, people don't know just, just as bad as the KKK. They had a group called CoIntelPro. And they would oh, find right. like the Black Panthers and pro-Black groups, and they would infiltrate these groups and start fights between them and incite them to violence. You know what I'm saying? And get information on them from and the inside. They would yeah. out and destroy these organizations. So she's more Cointel Pro than KKK. She, I don't know how she fit in. I guess she did. People really wanted to believe her act, like Santa. What Claus. was the name she was going under? Yes, La Bombalera. La Bombalera. La she really went Yo, she I, I just watched like the video clip that was included in your piece. Okay, so uh, wait, 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 we're doing a lot. For everybody who's just now, uh, if right. you're you don't you may not know, this woman Jessica Krug, she had a back and forth with Casey. Casey sent yeah. over the piece that he actually wrote about her his interaction with this woman i had no idea like i had just been catching on to the story i saw what it was i was willing to just let it go but i wanted to read a little deeper into it and then when the homie sends me this i'm like okay let me check it out i for the first for the first few minutes reading it i didn't realize that you wrote it i was just reading yeah. it from the oh, perspective okay. of okay. no i had no idea i didn't i didn't it's i don't just, yeah. I, you account. know i haven't been writing for a while but i'm back with a new um website called counter so you know i'm i'm, I'm back you i know, had no I idea radio one we, we yeah 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 we almost overlapped the radio one urban daily I you and i've been running in the same chuck circles creek. for a bunch of years yeah chuck creek and the other mecca you know what i'm saying they're not mm -hmm. he's not as cool as you but he still helped put me on a hip-hop dx way back in the day <laughs> Shout out to my man DJ Mac Dot. That's that's the homie though. Like uh, the, yeah. we call each other the other me. That's that's my guy. The other me. Um, but yeah, I I'm didn't know about. I didn't know it was your piece. I didn't know you were writing this from a firsthand perspective. So I'm I'm yeah. reading it, and then when it broke into like, yo, I'm biracial. I know my fellow biracials when I see them, and this woman wasn't one. I was like, wait a minute, did Casey write this? I go scroll, see that you wrote it, and then I read the rest of it, and I I go like click that link that you included when she was on a video call with like city council and going in on people talking about- also, isn't, Wasn't she a professor? I don't think professor- Yes, professor. yes. Like that. University. First of all, F out of here and this shit and this bullshit and this- I don't know F out of here, she was F-bombs every other sentence. Like yeah. there's nothing professional or believable about her. It's just baiting, just really I, just I, trying to argue. Yeah, I think some gullible white people might have believed that's what an Afro-Latina was, you know what I mean? Because they never met one. Like, she might have been able to fool them. She couldn't fool me online. I could tell by the way she was talking, by her name, by the way that she looked. 
that there was no way on earth she was an Afro-Latina, black, biracial. Her whole attitude was not 100% white. And there's so many wonderful white people out there that don't act like her. My mother's white. My mother helps fight against apartheid in South Africa. There's so many cool white people out there who don't have to be black to be down. My co-host. Be yourself. That's all black people want for you to be down. Be yourself. Right. Well, you I mean, the term down. ally, I mean, it's, it's, it's a frustrating term because that's like, I don't want to like, Labels in general are just like confusing. It's like, how does an ally act? But the point is you do the right thing. There's right and wrong. There's like moments that, and you try. And if you don't do it perfectly, people understand that you were trying in general. I mean, like you, you don't overstep in general, (laughs) but people can see if you have good intentions and if you're honestly trying to be the star or if you're trying to support a movement. Great. You Rather know why I don't part um, of a conversation? She wanted to be the center of the conversation. Conversation, right. right. It was about her, not black and brown people. She just kept on using that to be part of the conversation. The, exactly. the reason why I don't, I don't, um, the reason why I'm not mad at the term ally, the, the, the main reason is because it's for people who don't know any better. It's a set of guidelines for somebody who may not know exactly how they should be getting down in these spaces. And therefore you fit under this title. Here's what you, if these are the things you like, no, no, no. If these are the things you'd like to achieve, if this mm-hmm. is the way, if this is the outcome you're after, okay, mm-hmm. then this would be the title for you. And under this title, here are some great things that you can do to actually help achieve the things that you say you want. I'm not, mm-hmm. I don't, it doesn't, everything doesn't need to apply to somebody who's already living that lifestyle. In other words, mm-hmm. if you didn't want to be called an ally, you specifically, Crystal, that's fine because you I already. Do. I do. It's no, just, no hold, it's just, hear me out. Okay. Hear me out because you already walk the walk and talk the talk. You are you're already doing your thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I always feel like titles are for are specifically for people who are trying to find their way with okay. a very specific way of life. A good human life. being will naturally be an ally. If you're a good human being and you right. see something wrong, you'll do something about it. So if you're a good human being, you might be a rich white person and you see poor black people being brutalized in the streets and mass incarceration, you will do, if you are a good, decent human being, you will attempt to stop that, whether that be through voting, through donating, by putting in work yourself by right. a number of different ways. Right. Physically, see, verbally, financially standing up for people that have a little less privilege or that, that you recognize are being. See, but okay, yes. Within the reason it, yeah. the reason why titles come into play is because what we have in in twenty twenty more than we've had in any other time, I think, is nuance. There have been certain arguments, certain perspectives, certain lifestyles have become nuanced, and just doing the right thing from your point of view may not be enough. For instance, I have always considered myself an ally towards women. I have always thought that I was doing the right thing. There have been things brought to light that I am completely and totally ignorant on, that that women want to be spoken to a certain way. Meanwhile, I thought all this time that me calling somebody darling really wasn't that big of a deal. But in the nuance of things, that's no longer cool. And now, like, I mean, uh, Season Sorry got caught up with a woman yeah, who got mad at him because she said he ignored my nonverbal cues. Now that's right. a, that's a new that's new for me. I didn't know that was a thing at all. Now I'm not. I'm still not sure it is a thing because a lot of women fell back on her. And, 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 right. and but I, I use that as an example just to say nuance is now a very specific. Uh, circumstance to deal with 
right, right. and titles and women. help people like navigate yeah, right titles help people navigate nuance like the idea of a safe space is fairly new so if mm-hmm. you've always been a, if, if if you've always been a white person if you've always been a white person who who has spent a lot of time amongst black people and now you have black people that are honestly traumatized in the presence of white people and they need a safe space you doing what you do and just being crystal in all your crystalness may still right. be enough to trigger them and now we have this problem happening and you don't mean to trigger anybody right. because you've just been doing what you've always done being around the people, people you've always been now. around right, right. but right. now thanks to new circumstances new uh, 90% of my friends just say the thing the thing they're like well t- you're not white to us because they actually know who I am but but yeah, looking at a, a white blonde woman like human is black and white like I'm biracial I'm mixed right. and you know, I have friends are, are whoever and my white friends might be white but they're humans you know what I mean right because right like if you but there's also body, people you know versus Karens Right. Like you see what I'm saying? Like a white woman that you know and that you know has wears no no ill will is different than than a than a Karen. Like, did you see the one trying to put hexes on the police and got tased for one? I think honestly, I, I got a slight problem with the word Karen having a white mother and everything because if the people's running around saying if a black woman might act aggressive, like oh she's such a Shaniqua, or if you see a black woman fighting world stop, like that's a Shaniqua, they would be outraged. They'd be like, what? No, 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 no. We already have those. They're called Felicia's. We, we call that. them Felicia's. And by Felicia. Yeah. White people don't, if a white person who did that, like a white popular white person, like called a black woman who was fighting or uh, on VH1, oh, she's just a Shaniqua, he'd be, they, he'd get it. Yeah, putting a name for it. You know what though? To be fair. nuances that go into it. But right. my, my thing is just wild. Because there's a lot of white women who is not Karen. Do you know what I mean? And, and if your name is Karen, doesn't mean, doesn't mean you a Karen kind of thing. It can be a offensive. Karen, you know but I heard, I heard one that was really great. And they said, you know why we call them Karens? Because they care about stuff that's not their business. So if we like, if we spell it different, <laughs> the idea that you like put your face and your business and your opinion in things that really have nothing to do with you and and yes it is still a name i mean like I mean, no that definition. Analytic, like you might have a somewhat high percentage of white women who might act like the ones you see on videos and do mm-hmm. stuff but in fact one of the videos the one the main one with the ugly woman with the shades <laughs> it was a white woman ally who was recording her exposing her for what she was doing so there's people on both sides you know what i'm saying right right again no. we enter the space of nuance right, right. okay had had the putting term, a name on a frustration turned into had, Karen. Had the term Karen, and had we been had the term Karen, and had the action been something we were more familiar with in the past, right? Um, who's to say what would have happened to Emmett Till's killers? Because Carolyn Bryant is one of the like Carolyn Bryant is one of the original Karens. She right. pointed at him, said he did X, Y, and Z, exaggerated, made up, bold face lied, and got somebody race. killed. And, and, and her, she's a, a, that's a, that's a very harsh whistle because she knew it was her husband and everyone who killed him. And this is my thing for any time calling the police on someone who would be black people on black people. Know that when you call the police, there is a chance that it could go very far left. Right. So, and especially if you're a white person and you're calling the police over something that is not a life or death matter, that is yeah. not. You could be threatening the life of a black or brown person. Music too loud. The police can come and it can go left. Someone can get hurt. Someone can get killed. It's, we don't have the same relationship with the police that white people do. That's where, that right there, mm-hmm. that's where you're going to lose them. Because they refuse to believe that we don't have the same relationship with police that they do. And when we don't, when things go left, they, they are under the impression that it's our responsibility that things have gone left. 
They right. believe it's our just fault. Comply, just comply. Yeah, like we're no. not having our freedom violated, our rights violated by, you know. No, no, no. As many times as I've been told, me personally, why didn't you just give him your ID? As many times as I've been told that, and I've had to turn around and go, because I didn't have to, because I don't want to, because I don't give my personal information to strangers, because the fourth freaking amendment, like there's tons of reasons I don't just hand out my information because somebody rolls up and says, we need your name and, and date of birth. Like what type, that, that, that's like apartheid South Africa. Show us your papers. Prove, prove to us that you're legitimate. You know what I mean? Right. And they do a lot of this stuff from a very young age to get black people in the system, get them warrants. And when they come back, their third, fourth defense. Like I've been, I got busted um, copping weed in Washington Heights, 2008. Something I could do legally in Los Angeles, something I could do legally in Denver, that same act. I was thrown in jail for 30 hours, had to lose my job. And meanwhile, they were fully aware that white people are smoking marijuana all over the Upper East Side, all over the LES and the village, but they're never in those areas. Mm -hmm. They're in Washington Heights, they're in Harlem, they're in the Bronx, you know what I mean? Oh, speaking of, of same crime, different, different reaction, or, or same thing, is when our dear friend <clears throat> Krug was, was, trying, was making points to the, to the um, city council in that video, the problem is there were moments that she was saying good things and I was like, you ruined it all. She's a mimic. So she's a mimic. So she was able to see right. all these other authentic black Latinos and black Latinos and take some of their valid points and bring in a lot of extra self-hate and anti-white racism to right. some good points of, of us and being that's... in a colonialist system, of us being oppressed by the NYPD. Mm -hmm. And then she's... But then it waters it down. My point is the person saying it with all the other fake yeah. bold shit she was doing takes away from the fact that, that those messages need, need to get out and that those things need to be but said. It's so, so messed and up. She, she ruined any, with her toxicity, it's not just with me, she was messing with dudes in Tinder and bashing them for having white friends. She would uh, go in people's inbox and say, I heard you share my story, you better give me some money, women of color don't get compensated. She's out here talking about how I'm a woman of color and I'm getting stereotyped and all sorts of stuff. It's all blatant lies. Like, the lies are so, it's crazy. I actually have a question. This, this, I know people, we know people who work with her you know, from the radio. What? Violated oh. people. She violated oh. people from my old, and you know, I, you know, I treat my coworkers like family. Shout out to Kevin Clark, who I was just on the phone with. Shout out Jerry Barrow, the OG. Shout out Debbie, you know what I mean? Family, bro. Like, straight violating family out there. So that's just, this kind of goes, we, we were talking, in your thing, you said that she's worse than Je Rachel Dolezal, which I totally agree with. Still still wanted to be perceived something else, but it was maybe for different reasons, but similar, uh, she, did more, she did more in. harm. Right. I think, and and, and right. Dolezal wanted to just fit in. She just wanted to have a place. Maybe she didn't feel like white America provided her with that um, family support structure, that cultural support structure that we have right. as black people. Which is and the idea that she was working for an we have faced, and so the idea that she was working for an organization that really was intended to help black and folks. She wasn't. She might have done a few bad things, but she. This woman right. was manipulative. She was straight arguing with black people. Yeah. She was trying to have famous Latino authors canceled by making lies about them. She oh was talking gosh. about. How, yeah. You saw the other video I posted. She was talking about how Junior, if everyone remember, Junior Guzman it was a big thing when he was murdered. Fifteen-year-old, yeah. Carlos. 
and she, it's like that it's his fault that we need to be brave and let it happen like because he, he worked for the police. He, he worked for the New York, the NYPD Explorers, which is crazy because she hates the cops so much. She thinks that a black student who wants to better his life with one of the few opportunities he has and works in an after-school program stays out of trouble. She thinks he deserves to die brutally with machetes. This is a psychopath. And yeah. what would that say? What would happen to her if she thinks that's to happen to him for being informal? What should happen for her through being a fake and a fraud? Do you, what do you think? How do you think she thought this would end? Did she think that at some point? How old is she? Forty something? I can't 38. tell. Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. She looks black. Don't crack. She's definitely not black. Yeah. <laughs> she looked forty-eight. Don't um, need facials. You know what I mean. So what is she? She's not biracial. <laughs> she's not black. Yeah. But anyway, so what I was gonna say is like, how did she really think it would end? Or anybody that, that does this sort of, um, I don't know, just perpetrating entire lies, like your whole life. Um, there was somebody on, on, what's it called, Real Housewives that pretended she had cancer. There's those type of yeah. things. Like, how do you really expect? I will tell you some of the crazy stuff. To, and to quote my man Nas, it's only so long. I'm going to paraphrase Nas. I'm not going to quote him. It's mm-hmm. only so long fake Afro-Latinas can pretend. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to mm-hmm. come. You could, it's going to come. I'm amazed because I called her out four years ago. I called her out as a white woman on a Facebook thread. I pulled up a picture, <laughs> knew her name was Jess LaBar. First off, we know a lot of Latina women, right? Mm-hmm. A few Jessicas. I've never met a Latina Jessica who calls herself Jess. I've been to private school. I went to an Ivy League college. I've known a lot of white women who call themselves Jess. No Latinas. I know one. You know She's one a... who calls herself Jess? Mm-hmm. She's the mother of, of one of my friend's kids. Um, mine, mine, Puerto Rican, I believe. Jessie. My, they, Je- I've heard Jesse Reyes. Awesome. Jesse, but not Jess. Yeah. It goes by Jesse, right? Not Jess. Latinos go by Jesse. You know what I'm saying? That's common knowledge. If you know anything about Latino culture, which she clearly didn't. You, I'll, I'll tell yeah. you. I'll tell you what cracks me up about her. The the thing that like really hit me after like watching the videos. It didn't hit me before, but after peeping the video, I'll tell you something that really landed. This woman is doing her oh that's adorable <laughs> the name is jess is a star so she goes by jess this one, Jessica this, jess. it's rare it's rare she's puerto rican this this but woman anyway. <laughs> who who is going off in this video what really hit home about her is when it was all said and done yeah she is doing her best latina impersonation she thinks that's what Latinas sound like she she's doing right. her best impersonation. Like if you've if you've ever been around, uh, I don't know. It's really weird. Like I've been. Say like, it again. Have you ever watched? It's always sunny in Philadelphia. There's yeah, not, a not really clip. my show. There's a viral clip. Everyone there's a, a there's a white lady who has a, a a very demeaning stereotypical Latina character named Martina Martinez, and this character is just like just La Bamba Valera Cruz. Oh God. Yeah. Oh God. What's the caricature is an impression. It's like that's the best. It's like wankster, like the idea of being a, a wankster. Yeah. Or a... It it cracks me up because you have. I, I I mean, I've I've heard all kinds of jokes. Some of my homegirls joke about how gay men are doing their best black woman impression, and I crack I crack up when I laugh when I see Bitch. that. Right, like it, it, it's, but but it's like a caricature. It's like it's yeah. so far out. It's so exaggerated. It's almost like wow, I don't know any women who really act like that. Right, and on the other side, when you see like you know really really uh, masculine lesbian women and uh, doing their best impression of men of a guy, and <laughs> and as a guy, sometimes I'm not gonna hold you. Sometimes I've even been offended. Like, is that what you think we do? <laughs> that's how you think that's how you think I am? Like. 
we we we're wearing the same clothes and you're trying to catch up with the facial hair, but is that what you think? Is that how you think I get down? Because that's insulting. Me, I'm nothing like let that. Me shout, let me shout out two lesbian comedians who I've been following who's kind of helped me get a better understanding of, of lesbian culture attitudes. One is uh, Sam J. She got a Netflix special. I saw another, that. I saw that. I have to watch that special. Another is Shantae Wayans from the Wayans family. She's on uh, Tiffany Haddish's um, Netflix show. So, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I'm here to learn. Like, I might not know about lesbians. And I learn A, through watching people call me, also through my friends. You know what I mean? Like, I might right. have, I might not have understood gay culture, how they act, but I might have a gay friend from college who might hit me up with some tips. And You know what I'm saying? That's being yeah. an ally for other things, too. I mean, it's like really understanding. My sister is, I, I learned this new term. She's they they're trans nine trans non-binary and it's confusing as hell to me and i don't get it and i don't expect to do it perfectly i don't expect everyone anyone to walk up and address them correctly right now i know they want to be a they not a she and just don't just don't give anybody hell if they don't do it quite right because this is brand new but it's interesting it's interesting to know like that they don't feel like they fit into the female gender and, and you know what I whatever think sexual gender, organs you have this is how you feel in your head and i can try to respect it doesn't mean anyone else is going to try as hard as i am <laughs> i mean gender is such a big spectrum you have yeah. masculine females you might have effeminate males you might have mm -hmm. a masculine male who also might like males you might have a real effeminate right. woman who might like women it's such a large spectrum in terms mm -hmm. of the gender and sexuality well, and and I'm finding out that there's really like actual people. My point is, let everybody cook. If you ain't robbing from no one, stealing from no one, right, right, cook and you, and give it and give it your best shot to respect them if they ask cook. you, like explain how to. You're like, okay, that's how you want to be. Call a woman, hey, whatever. It's not. It's, it's no skin off my back to call you a woman if you want. I'm not really. Yeah, it doesn't affect me that much. It can be frustrating if somebody. I might not believe it, in my heart, but I, you know what I'm saying. Whatever. Hey. Right. And here's, here's, but also getting where, mad at you for not seeing what they want you to see. Yeah, that's, that's, that's when it comes in. Whoa, like, like Krug, like yelling at people yeah. for trying to prove but, her. But see, here's, here's where we start to enter the field of nuance. This is where right. becoming an ally to that specific situation takes nuance and may come with mm -hmm. a certain set of rules. None of us, none of us in this, in this, on this chat right now, were born with the very specifics that are being called, uh, that, that these new rules are called for. You know what I mean? When I, when I was coming up, it was men, women, and that was it. You're a guy who slept with guys. You're a woman who slept with women. You're a man who slept with both. You're a woman who sleeps with both. Whatever. Like, but that was it. That was it. You could be a masculine woman. You could be a feminine man. Like, yeah, but now, now there are tons of terms. And yeah. if we want to make everybody comfortable, nuance, nuance comes into play. So now we're all figuring out a new way to talk to people. My and only change thing, is hard. Right. Change is hard. It's difficult. It's, like, especially when you deem it unnecessary. But it's only unnecessary to the people that it's not affecting. That's that's right. where we start chopping up the line. My only thing, my my only problem with any of this is mm -hmm. I've felt at times that when I've been challenged to switch my thinking around and when I've when I've had to take on responsibility for my words and, and my, my actions, I've come to understand that the conversation actually has to happen from both sides. It can't just be me changing. You're also going to have to give some concessions. Crystal right. and I got on a really, really long conversation with a feminist um, who was telling us about how, uh, you know, men have to get down different when it comes to women. We have to start speaking to them different. I was like, okay, great. Got it, got it, got it. Cool, no problem. Easy, understood, plain and simple. 
But then when we started getting more into the nuance of what she wanted from men specifically and what she expected us to give, we started clashing because my, my standpoint to her was, no, 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 no. You ladies are going to have to start being a lot more clear. Like if you want us to treat you this way and you expect us to behave this way, you understand that you're going to have to give up some of the, for, for instance, just to get, get this out the way. The flirty yes, okay. no. Aaliyah, Aaliyah has that song, if at first you don't succeed, dust yourself off and try again. You have to understand that under these new rules, that's gone. You, there yeah. can't be anymore. No. Because if, no no. if I'm persistent, that could be borderline harassment. If you, so, uh, and, and creepy. You could be branded a creep. I don't know. Yeah. Which was my whole thing. Like, now, if this is what you want, it's now going to, there's now a give and take. And now and women, ladies, now. ladies, you don't have the, you don't have the. That for years. All the uncomfortability, the nervousness, the getting ready for asking on a date for a number. Now women, step up. If you like a man, don't just give him a little sign. Call him up. Well, now you have to. Now you have, because right, he, he, he can't come out and say anything. Like, if he steps to you once. Exactly. And you, you say no. If he says, hello, pretty, you can screen grab him like, oh, thirsty ass nigga. <laughs> It's gotten really well. That's what what is it called? The divide and conquer. This is between races, between sexes, between financial situations, between everything. Political parties. Remember, political parties used to literally like the winner was the president, the, the loser was the vice president. Yeah, they had to work together. <laughs> like literally, divide and conquer is like the is the greatest worst invention or like school of thought. And, literally, and, 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 you separate us, and then we're at war. I mean. And this is, this is why I really thought Cool Roy be an agent, because her whole stuff was divide and conquer. Turn black people against white people, turn black people against the cops with a blind hatred that anyone works for the cops get killed. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm no fan of the cops. I've been busted. I've been that. But also know that working class people from the hood sometimes become cops. Sometimes they try and make it better. It's very hard. They're in a corrupt system. You know what I mean? Sometimes mm-hmm. they fall into that corruption as well. But I know at least one or two decent cops. And I don't think, don't think they're the only ones. You know what I'm saying? And I feel right. like if we would work with the police, change their mind and have them tell their bosses, yo, we don't want to be in the hood harassing people. We want to get the murderers and the rapists, just like the hood wants us to. So stop giving us these damn quotas, have us arrest kids for smoking weed and trespassing and give us the right funding so we can get the murderers, the pedophiles and the rapists. And then I think the hood will be behind the police. Right? right. If that's what, if that really was what they were going after. Yeah. yeah. After actual so criminal. Her divided <laughs> was, you know, turn black men Right. Again, biracial men and women turn black women against Latinos, oh. turn Latino women against Latino men. It's yeah. she was just straight divide and conquer around every well. There's some people that get, I think, addicted to um conflict and addicted to friction, they've never ever experienced um kumbaya, like they really don't. And if they have, they think it's boring because they're so. I've heard that people that are like really healthy, you know, your body rejects alcohol or processed food, but if you're really unhealthy your body will reject spinach and broccoli because your body doesn't recognize it. And I I come from like the fitness and and health perspective on that, on that one, but also mentally, if you've never seen like, you know, a rainbow, like a happy rainbow of people like really respecting and loving each other, you don't believe it can exist. You reject any possibility of it and you make sure that it never happens. I think she's just a psychopath because she had all the blessings in life. It's not like, she had a super hard childhood. Black women are life hard. She grew up in rich in yeah. Kansas City, went to the best private schools, had parents allow her to go to the best schools, get a PhD, mm-hmm. and then she created a false narrative. Here's some crazy stuff. So people would check her, right? People would check mm-hmm. her about her, her, 
you know, how it looks. They'd be like, yo, come on, man. Like, be honest. You're not black. Just be honest with me. And she'd be like, no, what happened was my mother was a drug addict sex worker who was raped by someone who might have been white. And that's why yo, she was really. Oh, my God. Lies about like who lies about their mother getting raped. You know what I'm saying? She was. Oh, my God. Nothing was off. Past. Oh, my God. Well, and you compare that to, you know, actual like, you know, murder psychos like, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer doing dishes. Have you seen that picture? People trying oh, to like yeah. compare, compare oh, that was, that the was, kid, uh, that was, um, the 17-year-old cleaning graffiti. They're like, look, but he was doing this. Yeah, but he's also a murderer. Here's Jeffrey Dahmer doing dishes. Like, not, it wasn't Jeffrey Dahmer. It was the other was one. The other one. What, not, was not, like, Andrew was like, No, no. What's the one who's got a name close to yours? John Wayne Gacy. Yes, it was John Wayne oh, Gacy clown. doing it. He was a clown. He dressed up as a clown. He was crazy. Yeah, so the, people people doing normal things or having like their mom loved them. Of course they did. Like they, she didn't know they were psychopath. There, Your mother something. have unconditional love, yo. You think of the worst killer, most evil human being in the world. There's a good chance that his mother loves him. Unfortunately, his yeah. mother's gonna be well, on the, in which the is front row that, of the court, like hoping that her baby doesn't get do the it. needle. Right. No, no. Even if she just, knows he did it, right. she's gonna be on some. Look, just don't kill just him. Just not the needle. Just not. Could the you needle. just could you just send him to prison? I know he's sick. Just give him some place where I can come visit him. Just, just <laughs> make it close to my house. Like, I know he's done all these things, but if you could just please, here's, here's my question. And the way Casey. the court system works, a lot of white, white mothers get that. <laughs> here's my question for Casey, um, because Crystal brought it up and I wanted to expound on this. She said, what do you think she thought the end goal would be in this entire thing? I, I honestly think she thought she was delusional enough that she thought she would become the Che Guevara of the United States and lead a revolution and be the boss. She really thought she deserved like the Pulitzer Prize. She really thought she was smarter and better than all the real black scholars. She thought she was better at being black than black people being a black. So, so she's she, a narcissist. Super narcissist. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I don't even know if she had an end goal because she was just so delusional. Like, imagine you're a troll, right? So you might troll and pretend to be someone else online. She took trolling and made it a persona. She's almost like Takashi 69 like she's just doing stuff to start beef, get reactions, you know what I'm saying? She's didn't you ever wild... think that like somebody in your family was going to be like, yeah, that's my sister, she's not. They did, they did. They didn't even know. They said she didn't even show up to her own mother's funeral because she was too busy faking being black. That that's that's the other thing. Like you you have to imagine people who were living the lifestyle that she she had available to her don't come in these circles. They're not coming around city council like meetings safari, and arguing though. like that. Safari. Like me, I live in a nice word. I go into the safari in the jungle. I'm behind the car. I can see the lions, but I don't right. really got to be out with the lions. I don't need... So she knew as being a white woman or whatever, she could be in the Bronx and no one's going to mess with her in the Bronx and be in these places. But at the end of the day, she wasn't going to have to face the pains and the pressures of really being black because she could always be whiteless like she did. Right. Yes. If the ever got tough, she's like, oh, <laughs> officer, what do you mean? She, oh Miley, she Miley Cyrus is completely out of the game and talking about, no, 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 I'm good. I'm going to go back to country, start singing pop music. No more twerking and, and for me. I'm out. Thing, and that's the thing. Like, a white person can, like, even that's if white I, privilege. That's white privilege. Makeup, I would have to go real, real, line, like, for real. I would have to go crazy makeup, crazy hair, even to have someone think I might be, like, a quarter black. You know what I'm saying? But a white mm -hmm. person, just get a tan, curl up your hair. You know what I mean? Get a butt job if you're deficient in that area. You know what I'm saying? Deficient, if you're deficient in that in area. area. <laughs> you know what, Casey? I got another one for you. I've been I've been witnessing this lately, but I wanted to ask somebody else. And now I have a woman, and I have a, I have a biracial man on the on the line. I think this is a good place to ask this question. 
I, I posted this, um, I posted this thing on, on my Instagram page about white privilege and how it doesn't mean your life won't be difficult or hard or like almost impossible. It just means nine times out of 10, your color won't be the cause for your difficulty. Right. Right. That was it. Um, I had tons I had over a thousand comments and most, a good chunk of them were white people coming through to let me know how their life has been hard because they were white and they were overlooking their white privilege, seeking to negate the white privilege. Hold on, hold on. Here's the question. Here's the question. Do you think, why, or why is it, why is it you think that these specific people want to be victims so bad like they they so want to be able to say me too and i have it hard too and why do you think they want to be victims and want to be oppressed so badly that's my main misery question. loves company if you look at if you look at jessica krug that was the whole thing she crafted a story of how she grew up in the the, the south bronx and there was police brutality of her brother and she grew up around from amadou diallo and she had these drug addicted parents who were raped and she created like a poverty porn precious novel. Her character was basically mm. precious. You know what I'm saying? Like she yeah. created a Latina precious character of herself, like a Tyler Perry character. And she, she ran with it because it was interesting for her. And she, her privilege made it. Like she can go back to her rich white parents, her inheritance, go back to Kansas City and be cool. But not every white person could do that. Like I think we in New York and LA where a lot of media people is, we see most of the white people as rich because if you live in New York or LA, you got money, right? But there's all sorts of white people in like West Virginia, all sorts of like yeah. Kentucky, Oregon, Florida. I voted for Trump because they thought that they, he like had their back. Poor white people are a large percentage of the South and the Midwest. And they're the biggest backing of Trump. And it's yeah. A, and it's A, yes, they did fall in the racism trap, but it's also people like Hillary Clinton who just been conning the blacks, right? Conning blacks. She didn't offer them nothing either. So they're like, fuck it. Like, why Hillary? Like, Trump wilding out. Like, I liked his show. He might at least, he, fuck it. Meanwhile, then you go find They just want to be like him. They want to be like him. Right. They don't, you, they don't think that he's actually, they didn't really stop to think. He's not really for us. I just wish I could live like him and grab pussies and be rich. And, you, know, you know what cracked me up And have towers named after me. You know what cracked me up about Trump support? Like, when I hear them talk about him and they say, well, he's a businessman. I wanted him to run the country like a business. I go, number one. He's had like five bankruptcies. So are you sure this is the businessman you want? And number two, when those people come to me and they say, well, I regretted running for Trump. I didn't want another politician in office. I wanted a businessman. I'm like, well, you, that's what you got. Business is not personal. He's running it like a business. More profit, less cost, cut the fat. Fat just happened to be social programs and things that benefit you. But right. he, he's, he's essentially a businessman with no regulations. And he's now in a position. No conscience, no. He's now in, no, business no never has a conscience. Pure so, business so never has a conscience. Never so, does. Stock market, yes. stock market is it like dirty. I thought, I thought once the corona hit, I was like, yo, the stock market's going to crash and get on. Oh, it's wild. Like, it went higher and higher. People didn't get jobs. People got poorer and poorer. But the stock market, which only a rich select people are able to invest because most people just check to check how you're going to invest mm -hmm. if you check to check so it's only a certain amount of people making money out the stock market while everyone else isn't even getting their stimulus checks unemployment checks so mm -hmm. i think america is definitely realizing some inherent flaws in its system and hopefully we can make some big changes well soon. that's that's why the stock market went up because you had all these guys who were making all this bonus money and stimulus money and they have stocks 
They're investing in their own companies and now things are like blow, blowing up left, right and center. So it looks great. It looks great from the outside. It looks great, but it doesn't indicate what the economy is actually doing. Of course it doesn't because this is going this way and everybody, you know, is unemployed. Like we lost 20 million jobs. So what are we really talking about? But that when, when, when we get to, when we start talking about Trump, I always point out the fact that there's only two types of people that really like him. The white people who feel like, well, I'm better than them, so at least I'm not them. Like white and Latino people, like when I see Latinos for Trump, it's always like the fairer skinned, light, lighter skinned Latins who right. want to be like considered. The Cubans. the Cubans have always been Republicans. They fleed Fidel Castro's regime. A lot of them were richer, paler. And- right, and they want to keep that party going. And then it's, it, then it's the rich white people who automatically see the benefits and they're like, yo, let's, let's, I'm, I'm all for this. My company is thriving. Right. All the regulations look, are going. Look away can, from the other stuff. Yeah. Right. I can cut down all the forests I want. I can get drill for oil wherever I feel like it. Like all the regulations are off. This guy is making my, making my life super easy. I'm all for it. But I, I, in, in all of this, in all of this chaos, the one thing that I can't get, we, we went to it, but we, I just want to touch back on it. I don't understand if there's even a word for a fetish of being oppressed. I see it like is called misery, misery loves company. And it's easier to be into, um, what's it called? I read this in a book about, a, a, it's a, a female sexuality type book, but when's the last time that, that somebody said, I look fabulous today. You always hear them say, I'm so fat. Everyone's like, yeah, me too. Like, I'm so ugly. <laughs> like, everyone is allowed to say that, but excellence is shunned because it's like, it's, it's a scary thing to stand out and be okay. It's really scary. In this society, I don't know exactly why, but it is, it's so much easier to combine to like, what's it called? To love each other because we hate the same thing. Mm. Right. So it's misery loves company. We love being the victim because then we lump in with all the other people that are victims. And then we don't actually have to reach down and help anyone else because I need help too. And that's, so, I'm going to get back to Krug on that. And her goal was to get to unite people that hate white people, not to unite people by getting them to love black people. And she would right. divide black people from loving black people, trying to get black men against black women and um, mm-hmm. black people against biracial people. You know what I mean? Just, she just wanted to share in the misery. She wanted to share in the... Yeah. She wanted other people that are oppressed to like welcome her all in as being also oppressed. Everybody wants to feel like they're oppressed because there is, you know, it's it's a good thing for a rags to riches story. Like if you, if you seen as you always have a silver spoon in your mouth, what have you done? But if I can come and say, yo, my parents was drug addicts. My mother was raped. I'm from El Barrio. But now look at me. I'm at a, um, I'm a college professor. That's something. It's like, wow. You know what I mean? it's a fake it's like a santa claus story it's a fake story well and you've seen you've seen i mean there's white guilt there's rich guilt there's all sorts of things also once you do make it then you have to explain that you're still a good person survivors you, remorse. Survivors right guilt. so buyers survivors remorse too so like if you actually get up to a certain level you have to prove that you that it was hard to get there like if if cardi b like if we didn't know her story um, and if she didn't still talk like she does and still care about the people, we'd be like, wow, you like really abandoned. You're really from the Bronx. You really actually did have, you know, whatever difficulties in your life. And you really just wear Burberry and have your child in a gated community. And you just don't know what real life is. We know her story. So we respect the rags to riches. That's what this woman, I think, was trying to create is so that she didn't have to feel guilty about she was like undoing her white guilt or something. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think there's something to that. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. Go deeper right. in it. There's, there's, if she could really believe this, then yeah. she could, because her hatred of white people was so crazy. Like, she, like her beef, like, she just talk, called Bob Dylan an old-ass, irrelevant white man. That's when I got in my, and I'm like, Bob Dylan. Not Bob. <laughs> Come on. Oh, oh that, that was the whole guy. conversation they were having. I know, I read it. He, he worked with a whole bunch of black artists, whole bunch of black artists like Aretha Franklin have sung his songs and paid tribute to him. And you have the nerve, Jess Lobambalera, to this Bob Dylan? With your black hating, self white hating ass, like oh my god, she. My thing to her is really just the audacity. Like, how did you think you could do this? Like, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I totally think that when it was all said and done, she figured she was just gonna hang it up, walk off into the sunset. People wouldn't be that mad at her, and they would understand that she was doing it for a righteous cause and well, a righteous. Rachel got reason. away pretty good. Rachel got a book deal now. Rachel's doing hair braiding like black people. Is if you look at the comments on Rachel's hair braiding and stuff, black people showing her love because we are our loving, accepting people. Even if you, if you, you know what I mean. You messed up, lady. But I wasn't. I you wasn't. Kinda meant, you kind of meant well by it. You just didn't do it respectfully. I wasn't necessarily well. mad at Rachel because it. I felt more bad for her than anything else, and not bad for her is in no, no, no. Don't punish her. Like no, 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 no. You should definitely be getting punished because you took those slots out of people's away from people who deserve them way more than you did. However, if if what you did with your blackness was work your way up to the head of the NAACP chapter. Like, I'm, I'm not, but so I look at you more like, oh, you poor thing. You, you went you about wanted, that. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 you, wanted, you wanted to be down with us so bad that you just couldn't accept it. Oh, look at you. Oh, man, and that's, you we get to, that's why we have the term ally, like you said. It's like, you're an ally. You're not starting for our team. You're not coaching. You know what I mean? Right, but you're helping right. out here. But don't try and coach and call the shots because we have our team ready right you know, you know what my roommate now we're uniting our team so if uh -huh. you have your team we have our team let's go if my roommate now we work directly together you know what i'm saying if you need to work by yourself we work over here as long as we're fighting for the same goal let's go mm -hmm. and also we're talking about superstars or people that are attention seekers so um and i started it three times I was like, my roommate my roommate um we were talking about being invited to, to parties and not trying to steal the shine because we are like very outgoing and we're like, you know, the first one on the dance floor kind of thing. But if it's someone else's wedding and you do that and you're more memorable than the bride, it's, it's not my fault. I'm just a fun person. But you also like, I go above and beyond. You bought the bright red dress. You was twerking. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like you were the loudest, the longest, the first. Like that you don't have to do that. Like you can, you can right. add to the party, but literally you have to know when to, shift it or he's like hey listen listen white girl over here listen there's some black people that need need a voice that's like a that's analogy. right instead of being like white girl over here okay i'm gonna speak for black people no yeah, no right. no that's not it <laughs> which is which is again we've come three we've come full circle i think that's why some of these terms ally are important mm -hmm. because you have some people who one one thing I always one thing I remember when I get into these conversations with white people who find their way to my page because of a hashtag or whatever and they want to tell me white privilege isn't real. And they get all upset, start blustering, blowing out the lines, talking to me about how they weren't privileged. They just benefited because their father went to college and I have to remind them that their father's white too and he got you like you have to chill out. The thing that's the thing that's keeping me stable in these arguments, I always remember that equality feels like oppression to the privilege. When right. you have privilege, 
and yeah. someone wants equality, your first thought is never elevating them to where you are. It's that you now have to go down to where they are. And the fact that that... Say it again? Keep all the money for themselves. And they, and they, tell, the, they tell the poor white people, like, oh, look, them poor black people want your money. You got to tell the black people, oh, look, them poor Trump supporters, they try to get you on both sides. Democrats too, they, you know what I mean? They be like, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll make the black people think that the worst problem in the world is the Trump supporters who do have their racism doing things, but they going through their own struggles. You know what I mean? They might yeah. be racist and Trump's, and that's horrible. I, I remind, I, again, an, another another good one. I had to I had to tell somebody the other day when I went down to the Trump, um, to the, um, what do you call it? The Trump, Trump Rally? Tower? <laughs> yeah, I was at the Trump rally. I went down Those to tires. That's what I, meant. I went down to um yeah. Trump Trump Tower where they have the Black Lives Matter sign in front of it. Uh-huh. And of course, I got into this big debate with a with a bunch of people and a couple black guys, and they rolled over to me talking about, "Tell me one racist thing Trump has done." And I was like, "Dude, I'm not getting into that. You already have it in your mind that whatever I'm about to tell you really wasn't that racist and really wasn't that bad. So I'm not gonna waste my time with that." He was like, but none of you guys can prove that, you're, that he's racist. And I stopped everything. And I said, let me put you on to something. I know plenty of Republicans who are not racist. But I don't know any racist who are not Republicans. Every racist I've ever met in my life is a Republican and a Trump supporter. So you That's need to true. ask yourself. There's a different type of racist from the Democrats. No, 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 no. I, I, I never, I never go into nuance. I, I don't even talk about the Democrats. But when you start talking to me about why is Trump racist, I was like, I don't necessarily, I won't even, I don't even have to call Trump a racist. I just know that the racists think he's a racist. Whatever he's saying is really appealing to them. They hear him talking and they're like, oh, this like, guy's talking my language. Like, yeah, basically, like basically, if you're white, you're most likely to get raped, beaten, killed by another white person. And he's out here talking about the Mexicans. Like, why, why don't, what about the white people doing, doing the raping? We send them back? It's way more white people doing the raping of white women. Well, and if we really want to talk about sending people back, then everyone, just, let's all of us just go back. Then, then most of us are going to have to leave. <laughs> I'm split in half. I'll be like, oh, shit. <laughs> right? Split me in two. I don't know where to go. <laughs> uh, I, I, think, I think the natives wouldn't be mad at having me, having me stick around. So I probably have like well, two passports. Well, that's just, why BIPOC is a thing. Ghana. I wouldn't mind checking Ghana out in terms of Africa. That might be a place. Oh, I'm thinking thoughts. Did Ghana, is it Ghana just got a Chinese governor? A chief. Yeah, a chief. Chinese chief. Oh, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I have no idea what the fuck they're doing. They were carrying this Asian man around on their shoulders. Money and Chinese is trying to do business in Africa. They're trying to get America out. They're dealing with Akon. And it's like America better either step up their game and treat the black people better than the Chinese or they're going to lose. Like Africans is finally at a point but, where they could be like, yo, you're not just going to press us. If you don't give us this deal, we're going to the Chinese. You know what I mean? Right. So, but still going outside of the country, outside of the Right. Country. That's my problem. Yeah. Meanwhile, wait, they have all the resources you, to do you, everything. You one person, right? If you only have one, one, one boyfriend, right? One boyfriend. You could have him do whatever. Or he could have you do whatever, right? But if you have two, you got to compete. So who's the better boyfriend? <laughs> Who am I rolling with? Who gave me the better business deal? Rather Baby, he, I was on the podcast and Casey said I could, <laughs> I could get more things if I had two boyfriends. How about, yeah. how about Africa it's just... Recording. You're talking about like how courting. About, how about Africa just be single for a while and, and do some right? self-examination and, and take care yeah. of themselves? How about Africa have a whole 
decade of self-care Sundays and just take care of yourself before you <laughs> Yo, date anybody else. I'm going to talk about it later. I got some more writing, but I got a lot of crazy stuff about what the CIA has been doing in Africa, and it is wild. Because you know my book, CIA in Jamaica. I didn't even study the CIA in Africa. I just was starting to like... Wow. That's okay. Those so organizations like that scare the hell out of me because they're yeah. literally... Their motives are so convoluted it's circ it's circ circular so it looks like they're doing well it's kind of like the bill gates conversation it's like he does so so many well, things bill gates is one of the persons in africa who's kind of being part of this right so they do a lot of good things but then there's or it seems like they are but it's seems for like, these like you know, five africa steps right down now, the road ulterior motive they got the colton and the phones other africa and the congo specifically has something called colton which all our phones need so Apple needs to be up in there. Samsung needs to be up in there. LG, like they all need. So it is a See, lot but of if, if Africa, if Africa was doing for Africa and Africa was bartering these prices, then we could actually have Wakanda in Africa in, in real time. It would have been happening and you would have had a Wakanda with Patrice Lumumba, but he, he was assassinated by the CIA. So anytime you get a T'Challa or even, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, Hakeem. Um, you know what I mean? Hakeem Joffrey, anytime you get either of those type of dudes, a righteous dude, they'll kill him and they'll try and put in a corrupt dude who they could get more money from or use him to exploit the country. It's, Which, uh, yeah, it's a whole... But Casey, tell people where they can find you so they can go get this information, go get these books, so et cetera, et cetera. In terms of my piece on Jessica Krug, you can go to... Cal no, just you in general. Just you in general so they can find Casey everything through you. Facebook, Casey Gain on Twitter, Casey Gain on Instagram, um, I got a startup. It's mvgen.com. Any artists out there, you I can make a music video with gifts. You just type in keywords. That's mvgen.com. All my videos are on my personal YouTube channel. Lots of West Side Gun, Kanye West, Mankind, Mighty Casey. That's a uh, that's my YouTube channel just for my music. I'm still curating the music because I got the big love for the music. And then the journalism right now is accountair.com. Okay, good. Just wanted everybody to be able to know where they can go to get all this fly ass information. Yo, Casey, thank you for, I know it was last minute, but thank you for pulling up to, to have this conversation. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I had, to, I had to, I got my quarantine fro. I had to, you know, just pick out a little bit, look like, it took me like 10 minutes not to look crazy. And I probably still look crazy. It took me 10 minutes. And to I look just crazy. went full on garden party dive, driving with Daisy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just pulled on a bandana. In the hair, I'm, I'm looking like, oosh. Casey, we all kind of look like that. In the meantime, in between time, I'm your man, Mr. Mech. And I'm Crystal Levin. This has been the Eminem and M Show, a.k.a. the okay. show. May you live as long as you want and never want as long as you live. Do us a favor, though. Go get laid. Peace. Ooh.